Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading once again. Tech Guide. Well, without a doubt, the biggest tech story of the week. Tech Guide. It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Keeping you updated and educated. This is a device that combines a tablet, a laptop, and a sketch pad. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. This is the future. Wireless earphones. Tech Guide. What you see is what you get. Quality is obvious. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 231, and we are in Las Vegas for the Consumer Electronics Show. Thank you for listening and thank you for downloading. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au, and today we're going to talk about everything that we've seen here over the past four days at the Consumer Electronics Show. We're going to talk about products from LG, Sony, and Samsung, as well as going through some of the other devices that we discovered here in the halls of the Las Vegas Convention Center. Uh, we've been here for ooh, almost a week now, and we've seen plenty of products that we're going to talk to you about right now. Uh, it's all brought to you, of course, by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand, and also Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. We've got so much to talk about, so we're going to jump straight in. Well, we just wanted to set the scene, first of all, uh, about CES, and this was the biggest show that they've had in the 50-year history of, of the Consumer Electronics Show. The first one was held in 1967, and there were over 170,000 attendees here. And boy, did it feel like it. It was really crowded in some of those halls, I've got to say. And this is the show where companies are not only releasing products, but the other people, the other attendees of the show happen to be people like myself, so media, but the bulk of the show are also people in the industry, the retailers. All This is where all the deals happen. This is where your Harvey Normans and JB Hi-Fi's and, and all those other retailers come to the Consumer Electronics Show and see what's out there. They're, of course, in meetings with various companies to see their latest products and to see whether they're going to stock them in their stores. It's as simple as that. So a lot of deals are done here at the show, and it's... It, 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 really illustrates its importance. It, it, is, it is a massive event every year, one of the largest trade shows in the world, as a matter of fact. There were more than 175,000 industry attendees uh, and more than 55,000 from outside the US, including, of course, Australia. We caught up with the Consumer Technology Association President, Gary Shapiro. He is he is the face of CES, has been in the 13 years that I've been coming to Las Vegas for the show, and here's what he had to say earlier. Gary, thanks for joining me. Well, here we are. This is the 50th anniversary of CES. Now, what an amazing uh, amount of changes we've seen over the years. What surprised you the most, though? This show or over 50 yeah, years? In 50 years. Or I haven't been here for 50 years. You don't look anywhere near 50, if I have to say so myself. I, I think my first show was in nine, early 1980s. Um, and then it was, the big discussion was the introduction of the first digital product, the compact disc. Although I guess a computer was a digital product before that. Uh, but we were dealing with VCRs and camcorder wars and yeah. all sorts of things. But we moved on to HD TV, Ultra HD 4K, and nav devices, and now driverless cars. And of course, we went through the whole video game revolution. And now we're at AR and yeah. virtual reality, augmented reality, predictive intelligence, deep data. 
we're going through so many areas. Uh, the, the, hand, the, the, the different forms of transportation, whether it's driverless cars yeah. or drones now, yeah, yeah, so 3D that. printing, but wearables, even, you got it. Even the show itself, though, has been a remarkable achievement as well because it's. I think we're early on there was only like 200 exhibitors back in 1967, and that's way bigger than that now, isn't it? Yeah, we'll hit close to 4,000 exhibitors and 2.6 million net square feet of exhibit space. It's the largest event of almost any type in the world uh, for business. And it's uh, we'll, we'll have over 165,000 business attendees here. So many big companies that they, they actually time all their announcements and events for this particular show. So that, that, must, uh, that, that sets this show really at the pinnacle. Well, it's the beginning of the year, which is a great thing because it begins a year with optimism and hope. And what we're seeing here is more and more technology, which are making a difference in humans' lives. It started out as just entertainment, and now it's information. It's healthcare. It's agriculture. It's clean water. It's uh, transportation. It's so many different things. And what we're seeing is the leaders in innovation around the world gather here every year, and they get to know each other. They see the future, and they're inspired. Some of it is relationships. Some of it is technology. And some of it is serendipity. You find things randomly here you would never expect. And if you think about what innovation is, it's the putting together of different ideas in a new creative way. And by having all these different industries here, that's what we allow to occur. And it's a sacred honor that we have. We're a nonprofit organization, and we do it because we believe that innovation can make a difference in the world. And we do everything we can so that especially startups, as well as big companies, have a role to play. So we'll have 600 companies in Eureka Park that are startups, subsidized. They have to have a good idea. It has to be original, and they have to be new. What are are some of the things, say, if you name three things from the past decade that's really surprised you, what would they be? To put you on the spot, Gary? Well, the wearables, if you asked me 10 years ago, I probably wouldn't have been able to to say that. Um, Wearables have, have... as well. Drones also were something yeah. uh, I didn't predict would have such value, not only as entertainment and video, but also for delivering yeah. uh, medicine and things like that. You know, ironically, 3D printing is also, although it's it's actually doing well because the patents have expired, it's, a, it's become a product which is being used in so many different ways yeah. creatively, whether it's in a space station or for artificial limbs. What do you think of uh, VR, AR, virtual reality? Is it here to stay or is it uh, just a, a bit of a flash in the pan. What, what's oh, VR, AR, this is just the beginning. This is going to be huge. This will be the future. It'll be used for training. It'll be used for uh, helping people that have problems or issues. It'll be used, obviously, for entertainment in so many different ways. Um, I think that the application, this is just the very, very beginning. This is like Gutenberg inventing the printing press and saying, do you think it'll go anywhere where people continue to read or get information? I mean, this is this is change, changing the world. And one last question. Would you, how soon would you buy a driverless car if it was available? I'd buy one today if I could. Um, we're already seeing evidence that these active collision avoidance schemes are saving lives. Um, I just saw a video from Europe of a Tesla actually saving a driver's life. And you could see the two cars crash right in front of them. And the, the, the vehicle knew there was going to be a crash before it even occurred, and it avoided the crash. Amazing. So, yeah, this is will save a million lives a year globally when self-driving cars are pervasive. Fantastic. Appreciate your time. You're a busy man here at CES, Gary. Appreciate you joining us on the Tech Guide podcast. We appreciate you making the trip. The, the show is complete because you are here. Thank you very much. 
Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The company that kicked off CES this year, again, they normally do, they have their first press conference at 8 o'clock in the morning on press day every year, and that company was LG. I just want to also point out, just to put that up front, that I was actually brought out to Las Vegas as a guest of LG to attend the Consumer Electronics Show. But LG, they really hit the ground running with their announcements, and the highlight for everyone was the new OLED Signature W television. This is uh, an, the taken OLED to another level. LG has always had OLED TVs in their range, something that other other brands haven't, and uh, they've really taken advantage of that of that legacy there. They're, so having the OLED the OLED technology, they've really given it's given them the edge over the competition. And what they've done with that with that ability to create OLED effectively is taken it to the next level. And with OLED, there are so many possibilities because of the fact there is no backlight on the TV. OLED is a type of technology that is self-illuminating. So the pixels are either on or off. So there's no backlight required as with a regular TV. Half the battle of having a backlight is actually blocking it sometimes because there are some, you want, you want to have black areas on the screen. Well, OLED doesn't have any such problem, and LG really illustrated that this week. Now, not having a backlight gives you a lot of flexibility in terms of design, and one thing they've done is really taken that to the next level with the new wallpaper TV. Now, we're calling it a wallpaper TV because that is how it's mounted. You, 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 the, the TV itself is 2.57 millimeters thick. Now, you're going to hear from from Angus Jones, who's the LG uh, product marketing manager, and uh, it is two credit cards thick, if you can just put that in your mind. It's it's remarkable. When it's mounted on the wall, so uh, a mounting plate is put on, and then it's attached magnetically to that mounting plate, the total distance from the wall with the mounting plate is four millimeters. Now, you'll have a look on my story on Tech Guide. I actually took a photo of the TV, and I wanted to give it some sort of scale. So I took an everyday object, a pen, and just put it above the screen. So go to Tech Guide and check out my story, my hands-on story about the OLED W, the wallpaper TV, to see that image. But the, the what, what you see on the wall is just the screen. So the guts of the TV is actually down below, connected with a ribbon connector, with a ribbon cable. And it connects to what looks like a sound bar. And this is where, of course, all the speakers are located and all the inputs are located. The, the, all, all the brains of the TV are down below in that sound bar. And that's what helps keep the screen so thin. Uh, one of the reasons it keeps it so thin. So with the the, the sound bar, that actually includes Dolby Atmos, which is the three-dimensional uh, surround sound technology. And, and I heard it on the stand. I've got to say, you're hearing sound coming from areas of the room where there are no speakers. Everything is at the front of the room. So that was really impressive, and that really stole the show uh, on the LG stand. What I liked, actually, in, in that area where the W was displayed, the wallpaper TV, they did have one on the wall, and they had this little mechanism that would push it off the wall just to show that it can how it attaches to the wall. And every time it did that, it actually bent the screen slightly, which just shows the flexibility of OLED, which was remarkable. And that, that was a fascinating demo there as well. 
But the other products on the LG stand included the NanoCell TV. That's the LED TV, the super high-definition, super ultra-high-definition television. And what NanoCell does, it, it, it's, a, it's a filter for the pixels on the TV. So it filters light and creates an accurate color process. A, a, the, the look that you get is true color. And, and Angus will explain that a little bit later as well. Angus from LG, you can hear from him in a moment. The other highlights on the stand was uh, the hub robots. This is a robot you have in your house, and it connects to your network and can talk to all your connected products. It can also connect to the internet, so you say you, you can say, well, what's the weather going to be like? Play my music. Uh, you can ask it questions. You can then say, start the robot lawnmower, start the robot vacuum cleaner, which are also new LG products, start the washing, start the dishwasher, start the washing machine, start the oven. All these things you can tell the hub robot. It's like the concierge in your house, and there is one that could be located in, in the central part of the home, and there are also little mini hub robots that you can locate throughout the rooms. Uh, if you want to uh, take a look, uh, I've, I've included a video tour uh, of the LG booth on my, on the story about the uh, on, on our hands-on story of the signature W, so you can check that out. The other thing, of course, is, is appliances, and the, the highlight there was their new refrigerator, which has a 29-inch screen, is connected via Amazon Alexa, which is not coming out in Australia until probably mid-year, so we're going to have to wait for all these Amazon Alexa-related products. We're going to have to wait for them to arrive in Australia, and with that, you can write on the screen, set memos, sync your calendars, knock twice on the screen and it will make the the screen the display clear so you can look into the fridge to make your selection before taking out the food and letting all the cold air out but uh, we thought we would let angus from lg angus jones the marketing manager of lg australia to tell us about what we can expect to see from lg this year Hi, Angus. Thanks for joining us on the Tech Guide podcast. Well, we're here at CES for another year, and LG, of course, hit the ground running with the first press conference of the day. And boy, did they make uh, you guys made a pretty big announcement with the signature W OLED TV, the wallpaper TV. Tell us about that. Steve, life's always good, and we get to chat. <laughs> so, yes, we launched the W TV. So, W, window, um, wall, paper, wow. Wonderful, without words. Look, this is a is it takes your breath away when you see this television. So, to start with, the television is 2.57 millimeters thick. So, to give your listeners an idea, that's less than two credit cards thick. However, we do need to mount it on a, on the wall, yep. or in fact, a sheet of glass. So, we have a, a metal panel that's magnetic, and we attach that to the flat surface, any flat surface. And then the OLED magnetizes itself against that panel. Yeah. And when you add those two together, it means it's four millimeters. And the, the system also comes. There's a unit that, that is connected below the below the screen. That that's exactly right. So we think about this essentially. We're looking at this window. And by the way, you think about the traditional wall-hung TVs. Yeah. You're going to get a shadow, right? Yes. You shine a light on, you're going to get a shadow. These these W TVs, no shadows. So between the from the back of the TV, there's a ribbon cable that, that goes down to essentially what looks like a sound bar below it. And um, that ribbon cable could be put through the wall. It could be uh, camouflaged on the front of a sheet of glass. And that essentially is providing all the communication up to the yeah, screen right. itself. Okay. But all the power, the sound, the tuner, all the smarts are actually in that what mm. looks like the sound bar I just at the had a look at the TV, a closer look at the TV, and... 
Is it true? It's oh, I think it measures what four millimeters off the wall. With, with four millimeters from the from oh, the flat I, surface to the front of it. I put a pen next to it, and it made the pen look like gigantic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, you've got to see it to believe it. So this sound bar that's on the bottom, we've also introduced in our OLED range. Um, Dolby Vision, sorry, Dolby Atmos mm-hmm. sound. So yep. for the for your listeners, that is that immersive surround experience mm-hmm. that, that, sort of three that comes. Three dimensional sound. Correct. Right? So that is going to be in all our OLED televisions, but uh, this essentially um, has it as a separate yeah, sound bar. I actually just heard it, and it was remarkable. Yeah, was and, and the big advantage of of the Atmos solution that we are uh, delivering is you don't need rear speakers, and it automatic it aut- it's automatic tuning. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, if you're sitting in the sweet spot, which, is, believe it or not, is, is centre in front of the television, yep. then you're going to get that complete uh, immersive and experience. And Atmos is going to extend to all the OLED ranges. That That's right? correct, yes. Now, keep in mind that if you buy the, 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 the lower-cost OLEDs compared to the most expensive ones... Yep. The most more expensive ones are going to give you uh, a better experience. Right. And for those audio files, uh, we are we have also launched a separate Dolby Atmos solution, which includes a subwoofer as well. Okay, just getting back to the signature W. So the the customer is, I understand, can there's expressions of interest already available now. Uh, okay, yeah. So the Australian Australian customers can uh, so it will be available through Australian retailers. Yep. And any customers that are interested in it can um, go onto the LG website, lg.com.au, and in there they can register their interest, and they will be the first to know about it from the retailers when the product's actually available. And, and this isn't a product you just whack in the back of the car and drive home yourself? No. So this is delivered and installed, isn't correct. it? Correct. So this is what we call um, our from our LG Signature range of products. So these are premium products, and they will come with uh, install and also a premium level of service. I think so. They'll they'll install it. They'll put the the mounted mounting up on the wall and do everything for you. Correct. Well, that's uh, so we can see this in Australia in the next couple of months. As I said, we're taking the early orders, (laughs) so you can get that idea. Give it to Australia first. You'll know that uh, that the customers (laughs) will know that they're going to be the first ones to get it. And we wouldn't let's say we wouldn't be doing that if it was a long way away. Okay. Well, that's good news. Now. Moving on to the other products you've announced, there were some incredible other announcements. Uh, I just want to talk about the robots. Yeah. The little hub robot, yeah. which I've described in my story as a little, it's like a little concierge for your house where you can ask it things, it can turn things on and off and do and do other things. Is that accurate? Look, look, it is. So, you know, if, if you think about the way you might talk to your phone today um, and it gives you answers, uh, it's a bit like having a little robot sitting potentially in the middle of your kitchen. Um, and you can ask it to do things like uh, turn the oven on. You can ask it to mow the lawn. You can ask it to put the washing machine down. on once the rain stops. Okay. So it's not only an intelligent device, but it's communicating with the other intelligent devices so which you have in your household. You mentioned the lawn, so you've got a, you would now have got a robot lawnmower. You've also got a robot... Uh, the, the robot uh, vacuum, your, your, your vacuum appliances, cleaner. your vacuum cleaners, yeah. so your appliances. So the fridge, so the fridges, the air conditioner, the uh, washing machine, yeah. um, all connect into this uh, yeah. ecosystem. Okay, and and the the hub robot. So there's a central one in the in the middle of the, in the public area of the home. Yeah. But there's also little mini robots. There is little mini ones you can have around the house as well. Now, I'll just point out to your listeners that it is based on the Amazon Alexa yes. yeah. uh, operating system, which 
unfortunately means for Australians that until Amazon brings that to Australia that we're yeah. not realistically going to see it. However, we are releasing products yeah. in the house that has the technology built into, into right. it already. So Let's get back to TVs. Yep. The, if, you, if, you're not, if you can't afford an OLED, you can afford a nano-cell LCD TV. Okay, so that's our super yeah. uh, UHD yeah. televisions. Um, so they will... Uh, the, the 2017 uh, range include what we call a nano-cell technology. Um, and I'm not going to go into the technicalities yeah, about well, I it. I read my story for that. Yeah, well, the, <laughs> <laughs> essentially what that is is, is a filter... Just as all LED TVs have filters on the yeah. front of them, it's, it's a new type of filter that essentially absorbs colours and makes sure that the colours that come out the front are the most accurate ones yeah. that you can get. The really big advantage, though, of um, our new uh, LG Super UHD TVs is the viewing angle. So the reality is, in most Australian homes, people look at, don't look at their TVs front on. I'm not sure about your yeah. wife, Steve, but you know, our land room set up, everything's one. off centre. You know, <laughs> There's no chair that's directly in front of the television. <laughs> Believe it or not, only 10% yeah. of people sit directly in front of TVs. Yeah. So the big thing with, with LG televisions is the, is the viewing angle. When you look at our product from an angle, you still get that, that brilliant a reproduction of the colours. Yeah. With our competitors' products, you don't you start losing those colours when you go away from that that 90 degree angle from from the. Uh, from the well. The other thing about these um, TVs, both the OLEDs and the uh, and the the Super UHDs, is they're going to have um, the latest HDR technology. Yeah. Now, you and I have talked about yep. this before. You've spent a lot of time explaining it to um, to your customers. So, we'll now be introducing f- the four different types of um, HDR. And in addition to that, we've developed some technology that will take a movie or, or uh, pictures that don't have the, the HDR encoding in there, and it'll look at the tones within the existing picture, and it'll give you an HDR effect. So does that mean I can watch Star Wars on Blu-ray, which is not HDR, and it will add HDR? Exactly. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. And in, and in fact... Um, I'm going to show you that. I know the listeners can't see that, but but for those those of you at home, I can assure you, I'm going to go and explain yes. that and show that to Steve, and he can talk to you about it, the technicalities. Totally right. Just finishing off, but I want to talk about the smart refrigerator, the InstaView yep. smart fridge. So that's got a 29-inch touchscreen display, and I like the... So it's the two knocks, yeah, okay, and you so, can look into yep. the fridge. That's right. So if you remember last year, we launched the LG Signature Television, which for the listeners at home, it is essentially looking at like a black fridge at the front. You tap on the right-hand side door and it goes clear. So you can now yep. see what's inside the fridge. Oh, there's a bottle so of milk. Without or, opening the door. Or a bottle of soft drink. Correct. You yeah. can see what's inside. Yep. What we've added this year is not only you've got the black, the clear, but there's also a 20, it, the same panel is also a 29-inch tablet, essentially. And we're running our WebOS yes. uh, operating system on that, which is similar to what you find on the yeah. televisions today. Wow. Now, unfortunately, again, that is tied back into Alexa yeah. and Amazon, okay. but, you know, the, the functionality there, you can imagine, you can shop off it, you can see what the weather is, you can talk to it, all these amazing features that are available, and gr- and the feature list grows day by day. Fantastic. Well, that is uh, incredible news. We're actually standing on the, on the stand right now. Uh, thanks for joining us on the Tech Guide podcast, and can you just let me know when my signature W is going to be delivered? Yeah, no problem. Is that okay? Thanks for that. <laughs>
Well, moving on to the other announcements that we uh, that we saw here at the Consumer Electronics Show, and of course, Samsung was a, had a big presence here, and this was kind of the first big event that Samsung had attended since the the dramas with the Galaxy Note 7. As you all know, the Note 7 uh, had to be recalled twice and then was ultimately cancelled. So it did really hit Samsung pretty hard. Cost them not only money, but also uh, really hit their brand reputation. And this was the first time that Samsung was at an event like this. And I, 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 in my head, I was wondering, well, how are they going to handle this? Are they going to mention it at all? Are they going to ignore it? What are they going to do? And to their credit, right off the bat, the company really addressed the issue. Uh, the, the Samsung America president and COO, Tim Baxter, kicked off the press conference and acknowledged right up front that, yes, they have had Note 7 issues and that he vowed to understand what's happened, make sure it doesn't happen again, and share that information with the customers. Uh, so once that was out of the way, it was on to talking about what Samsung was announcing. And their big announcement was an update to their super ultra-high-definition TVs. And they already had quantum dot technology. But what they've included this year is quantum dot technology on steroids and they're calling it the q led tv so that's quantum led tv and what it's done it's improved that quantum dot i mentioned earlier the nano cell technology from lg it's precisely the same technology each company obviously does it in their own special way but the the result is the same with uh, the Samsung new TV, the QLED, it does offer deeper black levels and, of course, high dynamic range. All the TVs included in, in, uh, announced at CES all have HDR. Now, the, the panel uh, has uh, enha enhanced color and also has uh, is going to be available in a lot of curved models as well. Samsung is one of the only brands that's sticking with the curve, uh, and they're selling quite a lot of curved TVs. Other brands seem to have abandoned curved TVs altogether, but not Samsung. For some reason, they are breaking through with their customers with curved TVs. Curved TVs. Other other companies just can't crack that with uh, with their customers. But the QLED is not only going to have improved uh, picture quality, but there's also additional accessories. It's all about wall mounting, and they've got a new accessory that ensures a no gap wall mount, so that the panels virtually flush against the wall. And uh, you can also it also connects to a a control system, so that all you have on 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 the wall is just screen, and the control system is separate. So you does give you that option, similar to what LG are offering with the OLED W, the wallpaper OLED TV. Also announced by Samsung was some laptops and, and other computing devices. They're going to bring out some Chromebooks and also a gaming laptop called the Notebook Odyssey. Uh, and of course, in the appliance range, they announced uh, new products, the new Flex Wash and Flex Dry. And both of these devices, these products have uh, front-loading uh, washing capacity, as well as a top loading, a smaller top load washer. And similarly with the dryer, there's also a top dryer and also a front dryer. So the top ones are for the smaller loads and the front is for the larger loads. So if maybe in the in the drying case, for example, you've got your main, wash, your main drying in the front and maybe your delicates on top. Uh, same thing for the wash. If you haven't got a big wash, they can go in top in the Samsung Flex washer and also the Flex dryer. Moving on to Sony. Now, they've had an interesting CES. Sony have uh, announced an OLED TV, the Bravia OLED, the first OLED that, uh, that Sony has announced officially. We have seen plenty of OLED screens in the past. 
on the on the stand, but n- not many of those products have they, they've been in the past uh, prototypes and concept products. But this is a product that's going to go to market. The Bravia OLED. It's it, the model number is the A1E. Now it's got a really interesting design. The front it, it looks like a picture frame. So the stand uh, juts out the back of the TV, and the bottom of the screen it actually rests on the surface. There's no stand for it to be lifted off off the surface or the entertainment unit it might be sitting on. And I asked the guy on the Sony stand, I said, what, what about if you want to put a sound bar, add a sound bar to the mix there? His answer to me was uh, he reminded me of, of one of the new features, and that new feature is acoustic sound, where the sound actually comes directly out of the screen. Now, what Sony's done here is taken advantage of the fact that there's no backlight on this OLED, OLED TV and built the speakers in the back, and which then shoot through through the sides of the screen, which makes it sound as if it's coming from the screen itself. I had a listen on the stand. There's, there's good enough left and right separation so you can actually hear the difference between uh, something moving to the left of the side of the picture to the right and people talking. The voices appear to be coming straight from the screen. You can wall mount it if you want. Uh, there, there is a quite a large stand that also doubles as a subwoofer, so it might be sticking out from the wall a little bit. But I was really impressed with it, and I understand that the OLED panel that is in the Bravia was actually uh, supplied by LG. Difference with Sony, though, is that it, it's they do have the OLED panel, but what they do with it is up to them and up to their processor, the X1 Extreme processor, to be precise, the same processor that they've used for their previous Bravia TVs, which produce stunning 4K picture quality and paired with an OLED panel is going to produce some amazing results as well. If you want to check out all those stories, the LG story, Samsung and Sony, you can check them all out at techguide.com.au. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. While public Wi-Fi at airports, hotels and cafes is convenient, it's not always safe. Did you know that accessing the web using public Wi-Fi can expose your most sensitive information like passwords, photos and credit card details to hackers and identity thieves? Norton Wi-Fi privacy helps encrypt your information when you're online so it can't be intercepted by prying eyes. So whether you're worried about hackers stealing your passwords or companies tracking your online activity, keep your personal information protected with the new Norton Wi-Fi privacy app. To learn more, visit au.norton.com or search for Norton Wi-Fi Privacy on the App Store or Google Play Store. 
Next up on the show, we're going to talk about Netgear, uh, also one of our sponsors here uh, on the Tech Guide podcast. And Netgear unveiled a, a range of cool new products that has really improved the quality of home wireless networks. Now, we're, our, our networks are, uh, have never been more important. The, the, the speed of the network uh, is, is one thing, but how you connect, where you connect is also important as well, especially in this day of Netflix, online gaming, every little bit of speed counts. We also got a chance to speak to Netgear CEO Patrick Lowe. You're going to hear from him a little bit later, but let's first talk about the products. Netgear's products include a, a Netgear a, a Nighthawk switch, which allows you to connect devices with a cable and give them priorities, the Nighthawk X10, and also some new Arlo cameras. The Nighthawk switch. Now, a switch is a product that you connect to a modem, and then connect other devices to, with a cable to the switch. So it expands the capacity of the modem to have connected devices. But a normal switch doesn't really, doesn't know what's connected to it, can't be told to give one port priority over the other. That's where the Nighthawk switch is different. You can actually prioritize what ports you want to give you better speed. So you can have high, mid, or low priority. If you've got an online game in one port, you've got your PlayStation or an Xbox, and on the other, another port you may have your, your smart TV for your, your Netflix viewing, you can give those priority so that you get, when you're gaming, it reduces latency by up to 90%, or when you're watching a, a 4K movie streamed, it reduces the lag as well. The Nighthawk X10 router, they've called this the world's fastest router. It's got a quad stream, 1.4 gigahertz quad core processor, and it's got 802.11ac and the latest standard of 802.11ad and got combined speeds of up to 7.2 gigabits per second. There are seven gigabit Ethernet ports and two USB 3 ports, so you can connect other devices as well as some hard drives and printers and things like that. There's also a Plex media server. For, for those who don't know what that is, it allows you to connect your either a hard drive full of movies or on your network, all your other devices. It can seek out all these files and then produce, uh, give you the cover of each movie, the synopsis, so you can play it on any device in your house. The Netgear, the Nighthawk X10, uh, has also a pretty uh, aggressive design as well. There's a grill on top, so you can actually look into the product and see the processor, the cooling fans. It's got a really gutsy look that uh, that just it suggests speed and power moving on to the arlo range arlo has been improved the arlo pro uh, the wire free camera that can be placed anywhere now has a wider viewing angle 130 degree viewing angle and it's also got faster and more advanced motion detection. So it can detect movement even faster. And of course, it's weatherproof, so it can be inside, outside, wherever you want. And it's now going to be powered by a rechargeable battery. For those who've got a, a, a the previous version of Arlo, they ran on normal lithium batteries that ran out. And it took four batteries per camera and was quite expensive. Each battery about $10 to replace. Now it's got a rechargeable battery. So uh, And also in, on the charger will be a spare rechargeable battery. So when one runs out you simply swap them over and and you're still going it also comes with a new uh, base station that also now includes 110 decibel alarm uh, you can also connect a hard drive so you can record your videos locally onto the drive rather than up in the cloud Moving along, there's also a new Arlo Go. Now this includes this is almost the same as the Arlo Pro, 
the Arlo Go is slightly larger, but it doesn't need to connect to Wi-Fi because it can connect to the 4G network with a SIM card. It's got a SIM card slot. So that means you can put it anywhere. You don't you don't rely on Wi-Fi. You can put it on a, on a remote property, on your boat, building site, wherever you want. Arlo Go is going to work. And it also, the accessory that works with Arlo Go and the Arlo Pro is a solar panel. So you can locate a solar panel close to this, so it won't require any batteries at all. It'll be powered completely by the sun, uh, and it'll be a totally independent little camera that you can tune into whenever you want through the app. Rounding out the product announcements at CES is another uh, product from the Arlo family, and that's Arlo Baby. Netgear has taken all the smarts of the Arlo system and turned it into a baby camera and monitor. So it's got a, a friendly design. You can put little rabbit ears or cat's ears or, or make it look like a little dog. Uh, so it's got the camera. It's got a night light. Also, can, you can uh, play lullabies, but it can also detect the uh, quality of the conditions, the air conditions in the room, so that it can look at temperature, it can look at humidity, and also the air quality. So that's Netgear's lineup, and we're going to see it in the next few months. And if you want to read more about that, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. But first, let's hear what Patrick Lowe, the Netgear CEO, had to say at CES. Hi, Patrick. Thanks for joining me. We're at CES 2017. Once again, they roll around a bit quicker nowadays, don't they, these CES shows? Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> we, we're happy to see you every year. <laughs> Thanks for having me. And I'm happy to be here with you. Uh, we're talking uh, the new Netgear range, and one thing I've noticed at the show is that there's a lot of products here that on in front of the curtain look all fancy and require connectivity. But behind the curtain, the, where the magic happens, it's where you guys come in, and a lot of those products are going to help make that even better. Well, absolutely. For example, like the uh, Wi-Fi mesh system that we introduced is absolutely the foundation for the future of smart connected home. And because we could not leave any corner of the house without Wi-Fi coverage. Mm-hmm. So that's why the, the, the mesh system is super important. So that the, oh, we're talking Orbi, and that's, been, that's already a, a release in Australia, but they're doing very well. Yes, we're very happy with that. It's actually the same around the world, in Europe as well. Yes, and, and what, what impressed me about it, and, and we've spoken about this in the past, is the simplicity of the system. That, that, that simplicity must have been hard to achieve. Is that, that's normally how it works, isn't it? That, absolutely true. I mean, so we'll, what we'd like to do is to have anybody to be able to get it up and running within two minutes. <laughs> that's yeah. our ultimate goal, yeah. It, it, and Well, I've, I've already done that, and I can vouch for how simple it yeah. is in my review. <laughs> it, it, is, was, yeah. uh, it was really quick. But the, uh, the whole Internet of Things and smart homes is once again a theme of the show. Yes. And Wi-Fi is more important than ever. Connectivity is more important than ever. Correct. So what, what can we look forward to seeing? Uh, how easy is this going to get from now on with, with our Wi-Fi connectivity through NetGear? Well, and clearly right now we've, we have the way to solve the dead spots. Yeah. So, uh, and then furthermore, in the second half of this year, mm-hmm. we're going to roll over the 11AX so that means we will significantly improve the simultaneous communication to as many devices as you want mm-hmm. with the 11AX. Right. So that really set the stage for connecting a lot more devices. So that'll be devices. this year we'll see that. It will be this year. It will be uh-huh. this year. I mean, the, the dirty little secret about 11AC is that at any one instant, max, it could only talk to three clients at the same time. Right. While we're, we, everybody is predicting there will be 50 clients you know, at the end you know, of this decade in each home, yes. you clearly must use 11AX to expand that simultane- 
newness to this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, accessing content in the home is obviously another thing that we're doing, streaming, gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the it's 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 only recently now with Net, Netflix and now online right. gaming that right, right. we realise how, how important it is that the speed is and the oh. connectivity to each of those devices. Right, right, right. So before you were just grateful that you had a connection. Right. Now you not only want the connection, but you want it to be fast. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you walk the the hall at CES, right? Not only that you are seeing you know kitchen tables, stove, refrigerators, mm-hmm. um, ceiling fans uh, connected. Over yeah, Wi-Fi, right. you're also seeing TVs coming out 8K. Mm-hmm. So 8K content is coming. So that will really strain, you know, the the, the network. So mm-hmm. you absolutely need to continue to increase the feed and speed. Yes, I also uh, was impressed by the new Arlo Pro. Hasn't that improved significantly? That that's another another very strong part of the business too, isn't it? Oh yes. I mean, we actually right now are entering into our third stage of the company's development. The first stage is primarily local area network within the house. Yeah. Right. The second stage is extending that network into the cloud, yeah. right, to the internet. Now the third stage is we're actually providing some of the devices. That is at the front of the Internet of Things. Mm-hmm. So camera will be, you know, will be the first, but not the last. We will have more lines of other products that would be mm-hmm. Internet of Things devices. And for the camera, um, for, for the first generation, a lot of customers telling us that they love the camera because it's very easy to set up. It's outdoor, and it's very easy to to store the video in the cloud for them to access anywhere. Mm-hmm. However, there are a few things that they really do not appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> one is keep changing the batteries. Yes. <laughs> Second one is they, they they really think that the the delay of the motion detection, even though it's only about two three hundred milliseconds, uh-huh. people think that is still you know a delay. Okay. And um, so based on those, we basically significantly improved mm-hmm. on this Allo Pro. We slashed the, the, the delay from two three hundred milliseconds mm-hmm. to roughly ten milliseconds. Yeah, right. So significantly reduced. And secondly, we give them rechargeable batteries. Yes. So so you don't have to keep buying those yeah, batteries yeah. anymore. And yeah. as a matter of fact, we go back to the original Allo. Now we provide rechargeable batteries for the yes. original Allo as yeah. well. Now on top of that we gave our customers two extra things. One is a 130-degree viewing angle. Yes. It's much, so much wider. Much, much wider. Yeah. Not only that you see more things, you could detect motions in a much wider angle. Yes. The second one we gave is a two-way audio. So now you can listen in and talk back into the yeah. scenario. So, so those things are significant upgrade from mm-hmm. the original Arlo. And that's why the reception of Arlo Pro sure. has been fantastic. Yeah. And I, I just saw the uh, Arlo baby as well. Yes, yes, yes. That, I think, for new parents is going to be uh, pretty popular because it kind of takes the smarts of Arlo right. and brings it into the home for the, the newborn. Right, right, right. And, and on top of that, we're adding a lot of intelligence into it as yeah, well. Yeah. For example, it could play lullaby. Uh, it would have a light night. And, uh, you know, it, over time, we'll have image analytics on it to help you to understand what the baby is doing, yeah, right. you know, all that as well. Okay, yeah. and, and it and can also detect like the air temperature. Oh yes, yes, I forgot about and that. The, yeah, the air quality. Right, right. Yeah. Not only that, we would tell you instantly what is the air quality, temperature, humidity. We could also plot the chart mm-hmm. over the last week. 
Yeah, on all those three parameters as Fantastic. well. Yeah. Well, an exciting year ahead for Netgear. Patrick, Absolutely. Thank you for joining us once again. Thank you so much, Stephen. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Now we're going to move along to some of the other quirkier products that we found on the stands in at CES. We're going to talk about uh, three that you can use in your home. The first one being a the, from a company called Smarter. It's a fridge camera. Now, we all know that smart cameras can take a photo of what's inside your fridge and send it along. But what do you do if you don't have a smart fridge? Well, you can use the fridge camera to, uh, it's placed inside your regular fridge. So it's got a wide angle lens on it. And it can take, every time the doors open and close, it takes a photo. And you can then look into the fridge using the smartphone app. So it captures everything inside. To And so you can, if you're down the shops, you're thinking, do I need milk? Do I need eggs? Do I need Vegemite? You can actually look in the fridge, get a live shot, and see if you need to to uh, to, to stock up on anything. Uh, it also can send you notifications. If you know, if it knows you need milk, it can send you notifications. If you're near a supermarket or, or, or a store, a shopping center, you'll get these notifications to remind you to get in there. You can also remind you about the expiry date of your products as well. So no more guessing about what you need. Apparently, 77% of shoppers have bought groceries they don't need because they couldn't look in their fridge like the fridge cam lets you do. Moving on to another product for the home. It's called Eugene. Now, this is a device that helps you be a more responsible recycler. This is a product that's got a screen and a barcode. So this is located near your trash can. So if you've got some rubbish uh, with a barcode, so if you've got packaging of, of something you've just used or just eaten, you simply scan the barcode on Eugene, and it will tell you how to recycle that product. Uh, in the, uh, we've done a video on Tech Guide about this, and we had a product that had, uh, it had a cardboard box, a plastic wrapper inside. When we scanned the barcode, Eugene told us that the plastic bag can be simply thrown in the trash, and the box can be recycled. So now, usually what happens if we don't know how to recycle something, we just throw it away. Now at least we can be more responsible and do do that little bit extra with Eugene. Scan the barcode. If it can be recycled, it'll tell you. Not only will it tell you it can be recycled, it'll tell you how to recycle as well. Another one for the home, especially for the pets in your home, this is the Smart Dog Collar. Now, what this is, it's a product that goes onto any dog's collar. And it, it, what it does, it's got this proprietary technology that can do things, the easy things like detecting activities, uh, how many times uh, the dog's gone to drink, how, how often it's eaten. But it can also monitor its, its, its sleep patterns and also pick up mood variations. Now, there's some serious technology built in here. It's got a, a, like a detection system that's, that's been – it's like an algorithm that's been created to, uh, to really pinpoint how a dog is feeling. There's, uh, as a dog owner myself, you can quite, kind of tell if your dog's a little bit off. Well, with the smart dog collar, you're going to know for sure because it can sense when something's wrong and even pick up those little small changes that could suggest that your dog may be ill or something's agitating it, something's happening with it. And and because we can't be with our dogs 24-7, the smart collar can pick up all of those little signs even when you're not home. We've uh, done videos on all three of those products as well as written stories about them, and you can find them all at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. 
Moving on to some of the other products that we saw in the halls of the Consumer Electronics Show, uh, one of them is a product called IQ Buds. Now, these are wireless earphones that have kind of changed the game a little bit when it comes to what earphones can do. Of course, they can listen to music, uh, stream your music in actually decent quality, but that's not all they can do. They can do other things like uh, that, like they've got great noise cancellation uh, ability, so you can block out the outside world and also control how much of your music and how much of the outside world you want to cancel out. But in terms of improving your hearing, there's these assistive audio features as well. Uh, there's things like speech amplification. So if you're in a noisy environment, you can actually block out the surrounding noise and just focus on the person you're speaking to. It's like creating, do you remember in Maxwell Smart, the cone of silence? It's a little bit like that, but this one works all the time. I actually tried this at CES, and the person who was explaining the product to me, I was in a quite a noisy environment. When he hit this, when he couldn't hit the switch, uh, suddenly all the noise disappeared, and all I could hear was the person's voice. He was standing about a meter in front of me, and all I could hear quite clearly was his voice. So this is a great little product that can help you control what you hear how much of it you want to hear. Uh, the IQ Buds, they're going to be in Australia in the coming months. I think they're priced at uh, $299. Bucks. Going to be available, that's US dollars, going to be available in the coming months in Australia. So if you really value your hearing and want to hear better, want to hear good music, of course, this is a product that's an all-round device that can help you in all kinds of situations. The other device we had a look at was a hover camera. Now, we know that people like to take selfies. Well, how about taking selfies with a drone? This is a personal selfie drone. The Hover Camera Passport, it's about 33 centimetres long, small enough to fold and put in your bag. It's also got protective cages around the propellers, so really safe to use. Uh, once you put it on, it hovers automatically in front of you. The app then tells it what to do, whether it wants to focus on your face or just on your body. It'll follow you and take can capture 4K video and 13 megapixel stills as well. Comes with two batteries, so it's got a 20-minute flight time. Uh, and if you love your selfies and you love to travel, like imagine all the great video you can take where the, the, the drone is just hovering in front of you or behind you and getting in all that scenery, it's a really handy little device. And again, we've done a video about that on Tech Guide. One of the last uh, products we're going to talk about that we found at CES is a product called the Motive Ring. Now, we've all heard about activity trackers, and they're normally worn around your wrist, they're normally worn on your body, they're normally worn on your clothing. Uh, they can be quite bulky. Well, Motive has created an activity tracker that's small enough to fit on your finger. That's why it's called the Motive Ring. This is a wearable activity tracker that can do everything else its, its bigger competitors can do. It can track your steps. It can track your sleep. It can even monitor your heart rate. The device has a three-axis accelerometer. Uh, it's made of durable, ultralight titanium. It's also waterproof, so you don't need to take it off. You can have a shower, jump in the pool, wash your hands, and nothing's going to go wrong. The, uh, the Motive Ring coming to Australia soon. It's, it's available in grey or rose gold. So keep an eye out for that. I think this is one of those unobtrusive products 
that is going to really take off. I think one of the the disadvantages of those other wearables is that they can be quite bulky. They can get in the way. But the Motive Ring is going to change all that. It's available for $199 US. It's going to ship internationally this year. And if you want to read about all of those things we just spoke about, you can check them out at techguide.com.au. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And they've released Orbi. This is the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system. Orbi gives you reliable, secure, and crazy fast Wi-Fi to every inch of your home. That's right, everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no drop connections through walls, just better Wi-Fi everywhere. Orbi reaches up to 370 square meters through Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs, and doors. With a dedicated internet connection, Orbi helps prevent buffering while streaming your favorite movies and shows, no matter how many devices are connected. You have ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi tri-band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to maximize the speed you're paying for. Orbi's sleek design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show. It gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Orbi, better Wi-Fi everywhere. Now, while we were at CES, there was another announcement that actually took the smartphone world by surprise. Today actually happens to be the 10th anniversary of the iPhone. Now, this product I'm about to talk about kind of died a death once the iPhone was announced. And I'm talking about the BlackBerry. That was the original smartphone, physical keyboard, ultra-tight security. But once the, once the iPhone came along, I think the BlackBerry's death certificate, the death sentence was put on it. But now BlackBerry is making a comeback. And the reason it's doing that, it's signed a partnership with TCL, which is the Chinese company that also owns the smartphone brand Alcatel. Now, this large Chinese company has has entered into a licensing agreement with BlackBerry so they can use their brand and security software. Now, the device has a four-inch screen, a touchscreen, and a physical keyboard. So you can have the benefits of that physical keyboard. It's running the Android operating system, but... What you get in the deal, because it's BlackBerry and they're using their proprietary security, it is the most secure smartphone you can buy. That's one thing that attracted BlackBerry users to companies, corporates, and governments was the security. Now, they're bringing that to the table. So playing on the strengths of the BlackBerry, so security, offering easier productivity and that reliability, that is what the BlackBerry, the new BlackBerry keyboard smartphone is going to offer. So it has that full keyboard, and that, again, is another feature that fans loved. Customers loved it, hung onto their Blackberries as long as they could because they loved that tactile feel of a keyboard. It's going to add uh, predictive typing as well. So you can have a physical keyboard running the Android operating system, but it'll be the most secure phone, even though it's got Android. Android's been known to have some security issues, but not with the BlackBerry device 
it will use its proprietary software that's updated in real time so it protects your data on the move. So the BlackBerry smartphone, BlackBerry's back, baby. It's coming, the BlackBerry keyboard smartphone. You're going to see it in the coming weeks. So anyone who was a fan of BlackBerry, well, it's time to get nostalgic because you're going to see it again. If you want to read more about that story, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Now, one other non-CES story that we're going to just close the show with was uh, related to that tragic shooting in the Fort Lauderdale baggage area in the airport here. Uh, and what happened there was there were five people who were shot dead, eight others injured. It was a, an, a former Iraqi soldier, a U.S. soldier, who uh, in the baggage claim area of the Fort Lauderdale Airport just opened fire on, on other people there, killed five people. But there was one particular passenger who, whose life was saved by his MacBook Pro laptop in his backpack. Stephen Frappier was at the in the baggage claim area, and once he heard the shots, ran, ran for cover, felt something hit his back. At first, he thought it was the baggage falling off the carousel because he dived to the floor. The bags were still coming out of the carousel, and he felt, he thought he felt the force on his back was actually a bag hitting him. It was only when he, when when the the incident was was over, and he went into the bathroom to check himself, he saw that his backpack had a hole in it. When he looked inside, uh, he found actually not when he looked inside. He took the backpack to the FBI. FBI was investigating. When they looked inside the backpack, they saw that the bullet had been, had hit his MacBook Pro and ricocheted into the pocket, the side pocket of his backpack. So the MacBook Pro in his back kind of created a, a protective shell, like a turtle shell, uh, and that saved his life. He was interviewed on CNN. That's where I saw the story. I was here after a long day at, C, at uh, CES and watching this interview on CNN. He was interviewed by Anderson Cooper. He was saying that the backpack saved his life. So he can thank having his MacBook Pro in his backpack for doing just that. If you want to take a look at that story and the dramatic picture of the MacBook Pro with the bullet hole in the back, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. And that is our show for this week. Everything, of course, that you've uh, that you've read about, uh, that you've heard on the show, you can read about at our website, techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch with us, please don't hesitate. You can send us an email, info at techguide.com.au, or you can click on the icon on the right-hand side that says, email Stephen Fennick, and that will get through to me. Thank you for listening. We are going to be back in Australia next week, and we've got some more CES stuff to talk about then. But uh, we look forward to you joining us again next week for our program. Episode 232 will be next week. So until then, until we get back in Australia, stay safe and stay connected.